0: This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. Robin Mawinney identified housing as the number one issue in this upcoming October 15th election. The candidate for regional director in Area C explained.
1: There are already two levels of government, federal and provincial, which are working on housing. I'm not sure that we can ever completely solve it, but it's really important that we tackle it. and." there's many small shifts that could happen. We're gonna require community engagement and community buy-in so that we can agree what type of development is adequate and appropriate for our community. We really need to be mindful of local resources, the diverse economic needs of our community and maintaining our unique rural nature. There are creative solutions that cooperative housing models, land trusts, seniors housing clusters, those were all mentioned in the housing report. I'm a creative individual. I would say that creativity is one of my strengths. So I'm wondering how can we integrate tiny homes into our island? How can I, as a director, support cooperative housing models? I know there's a Discovery Islands Affordable Housing Society. I would look forward to working with them a community together can find a lot more solutions than a director alone. And I would say, hey, how would a brand new idea? Floathouses are a historic piece of coastal culture. I would argue a symbol of resilience. My mom and her seven siblings were raised on a float house in Blackfish Sound. And once upon a time, I lived on a float house in Gowan Harbor Right here in Kwathiaski Cove, we have a waterfront location with access to the sewer system. Yes, it would require community meetings and changing our community plan, but it would provide a place for legal long-term live-aboard homes. And that's something that our community is in dire need of. So I would say, let's not rule it out. Let's talk about it. I think that creativity and resilience are island traits. And I'm curious what the community thinks. What are the housing solutions that fit the articulated values that our community cares about?
0: I understand there's concerns about the water table on Quadra Island and the potential impact from any large-scale development.
1: I'm really grateful that there are people in our community who are engaged in the water table research. I think that learning about our water resource is a very important piece of looking at our development and sustainability because we don't want to end up in a place like we see other communities where their water resources are not there and the community is thirsty. I think that there is definitely opportunities for the regional district to be involved in learning and Studying the water resources of the south part of Quadra Island to really work together with the community to gain that understanding so that we can know what we have.
0: There's an estimated 200 homes on Cortez that are vacant most of the year. Do you have any numbers for Quadra or the rest of Area C? What kind of difference could this make to the housing crisis?
1: The vacant home numbers for Quadra and Area C are unknown to me. I actually asked a realtor recently on Quadra and she didn't know the number either. I think a lot of the empty homes on Quadra are empty part of the year and live in the summer. I'm not sure if the BC's speculation and vacancy tax would be helpful here, but according to reports, I have read that the speculation and vacancy tax has added 20,000 housing units to the long-term rental market in BC. So far, islands have been excluded from the speculation and vacancy tax, which is basically a tax for empty homes, vacancy. So I think that as a regional director, working together as with a cohesive voice with other island directors, we could, Push for solutions that include our islands in this speculation and vacancy tax solution that the provincial government has already enacted. I think short term vacation rentals is a pretty big challenge for a lot of communities, including islands. Some short term vacation rentals are purpose built, but a lot of others were once long term housing. According to the Housing Needs Report, there are 177 short term vacation rentals in Area C. And jurisdictions across the province and across the country and beyond are implementing all sorts of bylaws and solutions which fit their areas. I'm not sure which solution works best for Quadra. I'm definitely keen to facilitate a community conversation and ask Are there bylaws that we should consider? What, as a community, makes sense for us to, as a tourism community, support folks that? have purpose-built vacation rentals, but also allow for long-term housing. Housing is definitely the top issue for this area and probably many others as well. (laughs) It affects everybody in our community from business owners to elders to families. There's a lot of youth and children of the community who don't have a place to live and they're living in RVs or tents, if they want to be here. I myself have an adult daughter who's working full-time and living in an RV on my land because there's nowhere for her to live. I know people that are valuable community members who work hard and have had their children in the school here, and they've had to leave because there is nowhere for them to live. And that really hurts. I would really hope that I can help to Make our island a little bit more inviting and able to keep folks that are really amazing, valuable community members here. The median age of Quadra Island is 57, and the main demographic that's increasing is those that are over 65. It's not going to be a functional community if we don't have folks to fill important roles, and we need to have adequate, appropriate, and affordable housing, because it's critical to our community's functionality. Something I've learned is that in the last 10 years, from 2011 to 2021, median home prices in Area C increased 66%, which is a big shift. And our median average incomes on Quadra are not at all keeping pace with that. So there's a lot of people on Quadra that are Underhoused or being pushed off the island because they cannot afford to live here. Another thing that I've learned reading the housing study that was recently put out by the Strathcona Regional District is that in many rural communities, the rental rate is about five or six percent of the population, but in Area C, which primarily is Quadra Island is 18 percent probably because there's a lot of seasonal tourism work and other reasons affordability of land ownership there's a really high percentage of people that are renters i've worked in the tourism sector for the last 17 years and i've really noted that hiring is really connected to housing and that's the same for many businesses on the island as far as seniors the folks that I have spoken to, I like to call them elders because they're folks that I've known for a really long time and respect, and they are my elders. I hear that there's a lack of housing that is low maintenance that they would be able to move into and remain in our community. They're often having to choose between living in a their large home that is really complicated for them to keep maintained. Or move off Quadra, which is a community that they've known and loved and been a part of for decades. When I was in Surgeon Arrows, I heard the same thing from folks there saying that they have elders there who also want to remain in their community, but it's a challenge for them as well. I would say that it affects the families and the youth in two ways. One of them is But there's pretty much a zero vacancy rate here. Competition is fierce for any rental. As well, housing is affecting our ability to have proper emergency services.
0: In tomorrow's broadcast, we'll hear about how the lack of sufficient housing affects paramedics and the ferry workers who serve Quadra Island. (laughs) This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.